Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are here, still flying through the cosmos. Um, you know, we did uh, use our telescopic vision to spy on San Diego Comic Con to see if there was any news uh, about our boy in blue. Uh, a hyper telescopic, the hyper hyper, whatever you yeah, call it. Super hyper. Super hyper duper. Yeah. Vision, because we're pretty far away. Yeah. So. But I enjoy the break. I always do. I like getting out of the house. Oh, yeah. So, Got to stretch your legs. Chase a maniacal galactic conqueror and his giant planet of death. Uh, but, you know. So, yes, any Comic Con. Uh, lots of news for lots of people. Uh, Superman less than a lot of others. <laughs> yeah. But we did get some news. So, unfortunately, no word on Henry Cavill. Uh, as Superman or any DCEU plans for a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a fan talk to Henry Cavill, though, and he said Henry Cavill is very keen for a Man of Steel 2, mm. and he is totally willing to do it. He really wants to do it, uh, but it is, you know, with Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah, we all know Warner Brothers are super competent and will do the right thing. <laughs> I reckon Henry Cavill <laughs> probably feels like he's got some unfinished business. Um, I can't remember what he said in the exact interview. Well, not interview, but what the fan said. It's pretty brief because the fan didn't paraphrase his exact words. Mm -hmm. But it was something along the lines of, like, you know, there is a lot he wants to do with the character. Uh, Yes. And, you know, it is a bit unfinished. But at the same time, there's an ending there. Sort of, you know, he flies off into the sunset at the end of Justice League. But if it ended there, it would be disappointing because, you know, we, I'm still riding off Man of Steel. I want a sequel to that. I don't know. I just want another Superman movie where Henry Cavill is utilised well. Yes, I feel yes. like the only movie where he was really utilised uh, was Man of Steel itself. And that was mm. like a beginner Superman that wasn't really, you know, mm. yeah, a status quo, Clark Kent and Superman. Well, exactly. So he, he's kind of set the foundation, and we just haven't really gotten a good follow up to that. Yeah, like you know, those movies that uh, it's kind of like all set up in an origin story and stuff, and then the sequel's always fun because everything's established. He, he just needs that, and I think, as you say, there's been nothing wrong with Henry Cavill's, you know, performance at all. No. I think he's been hindered by all that writing in those other yeah. movies that haven't done him justice I'm, i feel that he he just feels kind of unfulfilled um yeah in that sense now for the record i don't mind batman v superman uh i love man of steel to death mm-hmm. um batman v superman on the other hand like i think superman wise i think he was treated well yeah but i think the disservice to superman comes from the fact that they were trying to build too much too quickly right you know i is, feel it, like and the director's cut was a lot better, right? It Ultimate, is whatever. It's totally, yeah, way better. Yeah. Still got to get that Blu-ray. Most of the restored scenes are Superman scenes, really, and the ah, narrative flows a lot better because the executives are like, "No, no, the movie needs more Batman. You got to put more Batman in there." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and like, look, Batman was great. Uh, to be Batman fair, was yeah, Batfleck was pretty was great. good. Yeah, yeah. 
it just didn't really come together, in my opinion. I know we have listeners that really like Bambi Superman, and I like it, you know, three stars from me. It's solid. Um, to be honest as well, Connor, I, I did a rewatch. This was uh, a while ago because I remember watching it, rewatching it in the um, the place I used to live in. Uh, and, oh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Like, you know... It's it's not bad. Yeah, when I first like, that watched... That is what it isn't. It's not bad. Yeah, because the first time you watch it, I guess you have these expectations and, you know, um, arguably they're not met. Uh, but then watching it again, like knowing, okay, this is what the movie is, you know, this is what you're going to get, it's quite, it's quite enjoyable. I mean, I respect how ambitious it is mm. above anything else, really. Um, I respect that a lot of work went into it and a lot of passion went into it. Um, yeah. Did, didn't you say Cavill was the, the most built for BVS? Like, he was his heaviest? Or, like, you know, um, he, he worked I have, to height. Yeah. I don't think that was me. Oh. I know that... Oh, maybe, maybe James. Or... I know that oh. him and Zack Snyder disagreed a lot right. while filming it, so they would have push-up contests to determine... Uh, who gets to have the final say which i found pretty funny i'd be very curious as to who won those push-up contests what is zack snyder is he i have a feeling it was zack who won oh so okay so he's not like he's no slouch no i think he has his own gym oh wow okay Uh, yeah no he's uh he's built oh right you know he works out stuff so yeah yeah uh, probably a lot more frequently than Cavill. Cavill's admitted that he just eats burgers when he doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's blessed with a, um, I don't know, godlike aesthetic. The, yes, he with is. the genes, yeah, <laughs> the genes to be able to just you know, yeah. Some people just have the musculature. You know what I mean? Mm. Like some people, I I just remember um, what's a Thomas Hayden Church from Amazing Spider-Man Three, Sandman. He played Sandman. Flint Marco. He, oh, uh, from uh, Ned and Stacey. Ned and Stacey, yeah. He's yeah. generally a lean and tall fella, but he, he worked his ass off in the gym for the role of Flint and Marco. Mm-hmm. But I think in the documentary he said, look, you know, I have a personal trainer, and basically he said this is as much as you're going to be <laughs> putting on and this is as much muscle as you're going to build. Uh, which he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't bad. He was looking, but he's nowhere near kind of Cavill status. No. Yeah, unless no. you go on the roids or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I'll get to roids in a second. <laughs> uh, I've, I've talked to a few gym junkies, and they say that Cavill doesn't use roids. They oh, yeah, I'll, I'm not apparently. implying that Cavill does. I, I think he's just, uh, as I mentioned, I think he's just got the general musculature. His, his genes probably, um, yeah. I've heard a, not I'm not doing company wars or anything, but I have heard a few of the Marvel guys are supposedly pretty obviously on roids. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I'm not well, sure, though. the Hulk, mate, come on, he's... he's yeah, the Hulk's on, yeah, gamma roids. Um, Ten foot tall. It's got to be on something. No, no, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say who or anything because, like, I don't want to be like a ooh gossipy guy. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I was just talking apparently. So who yeah. is it? <laughs> um, it's uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's I'm Dave Batista. Is, oh, shit. Is it? No. He, he's always on. He, the wrestlers are on roids, aren't they? Of course they are. He looks like he, I mean, I, I can't identify roids. No. But. All I know is that you get pimples on your back, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah, there's an actual, I think the same thing happened with Zachary Levy for Shazam. 
Oh. Like, he, he built up as much as he could, but yes. that wasn't enough to sort of yeah, fill yeah, out. Yeah. Like, well, he put in a lot of work, but he yeah. still had to wear a muscle suit. Mm. And really. he, he had a really short amount of time to... Oh, did he? Well, I mean, I think... Yeah, I, I believe so. Like, he didn't have years and years to to, to build his physique. Look, you look at... I mean, we're off on a bit of a tangent here, but you look at Hugh Jackman. Um, and Hugh Jackman. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And uh, how he built himself over the years, though. You look at X-Men 1 and you look at the Wolverine. Um, it doesn't, oh, happen. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Those, it doesn't happen those overnight. comparison photos. Mm. Yep. He is just, like, so ripped in the Wolverine and X-Men yeah. 1. Like, he's ripped in X-Men, X-Men 1, but, like, I feel like Hollywood standards have... <laughs> Like, well, he yeah, he said himself he thought like six months. Yep, that's enough time to to get in peak condition. But then you know he was talking about that retrospectively on an interview for the Wolverine. Is going yeah, no, this takes years to you know to hone the body. But like we're back to you know we're back to Rambo and Schwarzenegger levels of yeah male physique in these movies. But now. Stallone was on roids. I mean, he he was pinged in Australia for roids, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. But yeah, yeah, you're like, right. I, you're right. I was watching. Sorry, go on. No, no. You, I was just saying you're right about uh, we're back. We're back to that level of yeah, yeah. Everyone's just like a huge tank uh, yeah. in these movies, and because I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy the other day, mm. um, because I'll just brief tangent. Guardians Two <laughs> is my favorite Marvel like MCU. Really, movie. really. I love it, man. I love it. Okay. It reminds no, me of. Uh, Star Trek, it's character-driven. Okay. Right. It doesn't rely on ties to the MCU. It's its own thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like it's James Gunn could get a lot more creative with it, and the cinematography is amazing. But anyway, yeah. um, I thought, okay, I'll watch the first one again. Yeah. Because you know, I I really hated the first one. Yeah. And I thought I'd watch it again. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind it this time around. I thought the third act was atrocious, but everything <laughs> else I thought was pretty good. Yeah. But there was a part where... Star Lord Chris Pratt has his shirt off. Yep, and he's okay. insanely ripped. Yeah, in the jail. I'm like, there's there's no reason for his character to be that ripped. Do they no. have like a super gym on the Ravager ship? Is everyone taking roids over there? <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he have to be so ripped? That's a Marvel you know Abs. What I mean? Marvel Abs. So they're all men out, like you know, because they're emulating the the comics, and and everyone in the comics is bloody ripped. I he, mean, but it's like yeah. he's playing Star Lord. He's just a dude. I know. Like, I get you got to have the money shot. For the audience, you know, your your male lead for all the women who want to see those abs. Um, <laughs> well, and you know, literally, that's what it was in Guardians. That was the only yeah. like, shot in the whole thing. That's the only time you've seen him show. So he, yeah. he would have had to work out insanely just for that one <laughs> shot. And it's like... Well, actually, you know, he, he actually he got ripped um, for, is it Zero Dark Thirty or something? He, oh, okay. He did a film beforehand. Because you know how he was in Parks and Recs and he was kind of, you know, a slightly overweight and, and yeah. a bit podgy. Uh, he did this movie just before Guardians, and uh, there, there were photos of him taking selfies, and he is already he was already cut. So yeah, yeah, so I think he had probably just a little bit more I don't know, to do or to, to keep it that way. Wouldn't uh, it be great just to be a Hollywood star where you can just pay a personal trainer to whip you into shape, and, or just and get all, <laughs> yeah, And you have all day and all week and all month. You have like you know yeah. to, to do it, you know. Uh, you know, not not to take anything away and like the hard work that they put in, of course, but oh no, uh, no they no. they do have the time and the resources. It's yeah, they yeah. do have it easier. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, and I don't know, it just struck me because it's Star Lord, like Superman, Thor, and Captain America, they're huge guys. They've yeah. got to be huge guys. Yeah. But uh, Star Lord, he's not a god or a no. well, alien. Look, exactly. You yeah. look at um, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey. Yeah, know, he, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't, know because he doesn't need to be. He's just. He's he doesn't get really fat or anything, but, you know. <laughs> no. Just... <laughs> no, he's just. Um... Yeah. Well, I guess Thor did, but I'm sure he was wearing a fat suit in yeah. Endgame. Yeah. Unless Chris was a, a method actor, is a method actor, went to yeah. full on. I should leave my uh, Marvel talk to my Marvel podcast. Oh, yes. yes. I'm this podcast, because apparently people like hearing us talk about movies on that podcast. Oh, okay. It's a nice one. Oh, it's great. It, it, you know, it's always fun. But now I've actually caught up in the MCU, except for the new Spider-Man. So, oh wow, yeah. you have caught up. Uh, yeah, Spider Man's is surprisingly, you know, surprisingly entertaining. I thought. Anyway, you're a big Spidey fan, aren't you? So. Yeah, although I'm I'm real I'm real old school like Dicto mm. Ramita Senior. Oh, and, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I liked Homecoming. Yes. But I didn't get many of those vibes from it. Uh, yeah, okay. Not, not like the Raimi movies. The backtracking. To uh, Ned and Stacy. Yep. I watched that Sandman scene today. Oh, you did? Because the is really good. You know where he's... Uh, In he the He becomes Sandman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good, isn't like, it? CGI on that's amazing. Yep. They were really pushing the limits, I think. I like Sandman as a as a character. He's good. Yeah, he is good. Well, most Spider-Man villains are pretty good. Oh, they are. That's true. Got one of the best right, galleries. You know what... You know who the best villain is, though? Mongol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Segway King. Is, uh, Segway, but first, we still got to talk about Superman. Oh, yeah, so we talked yeah. about Henry Cavill, still wants to do Man of Steel 2, up to Warner Brothers. I don't have much hope. Uh, but we have some other news. So mm. we have two Superman animated movies coming next year, which is very exciting. Good. Now, we had two last year mm. as well which is Death and Return of Superman, but they're kind of like mm. continuing story, though, so it's kind of like one big movie, I guess. Sorry, Connor, when when was the Shazam Superman movie out? Was that last year as well? Oh, that was years ago. Oh, was that years ago? Oh, jeez. Like, 2011 oh, okay. or something. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. Animation's really good, though. Isn't it, it is, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. But, yeah, so we have Superman Red Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Sun is... Very cool. I haven't yeah. read it, but I know the premise uh, thereabouts. It's pretty much one of the best-known Superman books. It's probably the mm. most well-known Superman book outside of Death of Superman. Well-known, would you say a classic, Connor L? Yeah, it is a classic. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think as highly of it as other people, but mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's become a classic. Like I to, And what annoys me, though, is people recommend that book to people who want to get into Superman. Right. And I don't think it's a good recommendation for a beginner. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to say it's bit, that. Uh, it's a bit too... You have to know a bit a bit about him. No, it's just him. if you really want to explore the character yeah. and what he's all about, I don't think that's the book to give them. Right. I don't think it's going to change their perceptions of Superman at all. Right. Uh, it's a really good book to read if you're already familiar with Superman, like his character, okay. I mean. Okay. Because you can read it as, oh, what if Superman was a communist? Or you can read it as, you know, mm. how like that, Superman yeah. changes as a person. Right. Like, he's still a good person, but, you know, he's 
growing up with this completely different ideology instead of yes. Uh, oh, it's a cool take. Who, you know, was Batman the, wears a Russian hat. Who was the um, the writer for that? Uh, Mark Miller. Oh, okay. Yeah, with uh, input from Grant Morrison, ah. which caused a split between them. And the thing was that Morrison said if, if he was driving like 100 miles per hour and he saw Mark Miller, he wouldn't stop or something. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if they hate each other now. Wow. Um, to this day? Yes, Ooh. I believe so. Like, last time I checked was a couple of years ago. I love keeping track of feuds among creators. Why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. and It's hilarious. Easily Alan Morrison on, on Morrison. Social. Yeah. Alan Moore like, and, and Mor- Morrison as well? They hate each other. Uh, Alan Moore wrote this weird, like, mafia-esque letter to Morrison when Morrison said he wanted to work on Miracle Man mm. or something. It's all sorts of crazy stories. Uh. Uh, it's great. Who would you say? I mean, like, you know, if we, you were to take a side, I'd side with Morrison. I, I don't know why. Morrison's pre- I mean, but Morrison's I think... pretentious, but he's not super contrarian and bitter. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Whereas yeah. Is he pretentious? Most pretentious he? and super contrarian and okay. bitter. I think Grant Morrison's a bit pretentious in a good way, though. How about Miller, uh, Mark Millar? Miller. Um, I think he's Much an like, actually no. He, doesn't he say? Didn't he say he was the greatest writer? Ever? Did he? I think he did. Yeah, I think well, he's he not. <laughs> I think he said, "Yeah." I th- oh, look, I'm only paraphr- I only heard from another podcast, so I'm only saying what I heard. Uh, apparently, someone, yeah, had mentioned Mark Miller. Uh, they didn't like him because he reckons he's the the bee's knees of writers. I think it's he's got a lot adapted in Hollywood, like yeah. his kick-ass books and stuff. So mm. maybe it's gone to his head. I don't could, know. Could have, um, yeah. I think the consensus of people I've talked to though is his Adventures of Superman stuff is his best work, which okay. is uh, in the animated series universe. Right. Um, and he writes it, and I, I like Old Man Logan. That's pretty oh, good. he did that too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Old Man Logan is great. It I is. Mean, it's very good. Parts of it were kind of dumb. But it's still a... Um, and, you know, of course, The Dark Knight and all that. But it was still... From when I first read it, I remember being mightily impressed. Well, Dark Knight was Frank Miller. Different Miller. No, I know. But, I mean, as in taking the whole old man theme. Uh, when I first I... read Old Man Logan, I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I, I, yeah. you know, who would have ever, you know, set this... Um, a character in this way, but of course, yeah, Dark Knight was done way before. Oh, yeah, it's very, it's a very fun, yeah, book. Um, I used, to, uh, it used to probably be my favorite comic. It isn't anymore. And, um, West, and yeah, and the western, the western tinge to it, Connor. No, yeah, no yeah. Some bits were like pretty. I don't want to say edgy because I hate using that term, but um, <sighs> pretty like over the top violence wise. Oh yeah, like the whole. Spoilers, I guess, Hulk incest cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Although I, I love people always get mad that Wolverine managed to kill all of the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because everyone's know. like, surely someone would have been able to stop him. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure someone would have been able to stop him, but for the plot. Yeah, exactly. Know. It's for the, the sake of the plot. Because let's face it, Mysterio, come on. Like, you know, yeah. fooling Wolverine. That's a pretty... You know, tenuous. The thing that the fact that Spider-Man has gone up against Mysterio countless times, and yet this one time Wolverine with with heightened senses doesn't seem to pick it. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, that's you know, it's just a plot. You go you go along with it. Go along with the oh, ride. Yeah. yeah, it's good. 
it, it's not a masterpiece like I used to think it was, but it's a very well drawn, very entertaining. Oh, I love the uh, art. Steve McNeil. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. It, it, it's just it, fun. It's a good story yeah. as well. Like it's not yeah. Citizen Kane. It's not Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know, funnily enough, Logan's kind of based off it loosely, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you no, know, you totally agree. you watch Logan, you're like, wow, this is a legitimate film. Yeah. Um, I really want to watch it again, Logan. I've got it on Blu-ray, but I just can't you gotta find... watch Joe, and then you watch Logan. You mean Joe's Sh- is it Shane? Shane. Yeah. Oh, because the kid's called Joey. I don't know how yeah. I got that mixed up. Joe's another great movie, though. Nicholas oh, Cage. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah really fantastic movie but yeah. just yeah. just the hyper violence i um there's no time i can i can watch it you know under the bed sheets <laughs> you know? oh shane <laughs> no no logan it's just oh right oh because yeah. little finn yeah, yeah i mean like you know yeah imagine like oh new new wolverine movies are going to take my nine-year-old to see it and you walk into logan and he's <laughs> yeah, just an yeah, alcoholic exactly. <laughs> the, opening, the opening scenes right or whatever with him oh where the you see the blades for real and like you know impaling the yeah. trailers or whatever um, i loved it but it was you know it's, it's obviously it's no pg rating no yeah i'm like uh the wolverine that was pg but then there was the uncut version so oh what really yeah you didn't know they did an ma well an r version of the wolverine no yeah no it, the action flows a lot better because they don't have to cut out him impaling oh, people. Holy, I've got the Blu-ray of it already. I want to. There's get a pretty that on. silly sequence there where he's like running over a bunch of ninjas with a big, like <laughs> pressure or something. I don't okay. know. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's... get get the if you like the movie, get the uncut yes, version. I will. Because I, I just hope that they good. they cut out Act Three. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's a movie. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, that stays there. Oh, okay, the executives. Uh, we're like, you know, you know, he needs a big robot to oh fight. Oh my god! It's like, yeah, but it's already no, no. He needs to fight a big yeah, robot. He needs to fight a big robot. He needs to <laughs> friggin' lose his claws or whatever. They could have done so many better things for they that final. Have, they could have had to actually sam- silver samurai for real. That would have been awesome. Yeah, because exactly. They, they like, set up the ninjas and everything. Yeah, but they need to modernize him no, or whatever. I don't, rubbish. Uh, He'll bring Sabretooth back. Who cares? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, man, that would be awesome. Not to be... Found yeah. We can turn back time. Found anyway, yep. this is a long road off Superman. Yeah, back to Superman. Yes. So, Red Sun movie coming out. Cool mm-hmm. stuff. I hope they change up the animation style from the house style they got going. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we do can... know the production and all that? Is it is it coming from, like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it yet. Okay. Um, I guess we'll know when the trailer comes out. But I remember Gotham by Gaslight, they sort of went with the house style for that. But mm-hmm. that's like Mike Mignola artwork. Ah. And the fact that he went with the generic animation for yeah. that is really disappointing. That is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Red Sun, it's less important, but I would like to see a different animation style. But yep. we'll see. But we also have, uh, which is exciting, uh, an animated movie called Man of Tomorrow. Why is it exciting? Yes. Because it's an original story. Mm, we don't know about what uh, what it's all yeah, about. Not adapted from any comic book or anything. Oh. So, will this be part of? How do how do you view animated? Show? I mean, cause a lot of them are based on the comics. Do you, would you view this as part of the, you know, part of Superman's continuity in the comics or whatever? Do you, um, or do you, do you find do you just you separate? You cut. I'm not 
sure I follow. No, I mean, as in, like, because this is an untold story, you know, what if something big happens in it? How do you see it? Do you see this as just an animated movie which has no bearing on the real Superman history? I think it's going to be set in the animated continuity. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Right. I'm not not worried about it or anything. Uh, Okay. But, yeah, apparently it's in Superman's early days, which uh, disappointed me a bit. Mm. Because I want an original story that, you know, we have a lot of early day Superman yeah. stuff. And as you said, we don't know what part of his early days, yeah. but I'm just like... I mean, they're running out of bits that they haven't told. Like, they're pretty much told everything right. When someone gets offered to write Superman, they, like, always go yes. to his early days. This is, yes, this is it, Connor. And as we talked more. about... It's what intrigues people the most, and it's... But it's just like... I, it is, but, you know, there's also a vast cosmos out there. Yes. <laughs> you know? Maybe, I don't know, do a good villain story or something. What kind of, what, what happened in that, that arc, Exile? You, you were telling me, you know, we've mentioned many mm. times before. I'm sure a lot of listeners know about it. So this is the the newbie in me asking. Is is that a lot of like his years in the wilderness kind of thing? Is that like um, a bit of a, a dark age for him? Is is that uh, maybe he's right? Gone for a few months. Okay. And we don't know what exactly what, what went on. Maybe that could be opened up and explored by writers in oh, the no, future. Oh, no, we know what oh. Exile, we follow Superman around. We know what he does. There are no there are no black patches? No? Okay. Right. No. Oh. He grows a beard and fights in a gladiator ring. Oh, okay. Which is pretty awesome, so. Oh. Yeah. And Gladiator. That's cool. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so Man of Tomorrow animated movie and the biggest news is probably Brandon Routh is... Ah, yes. Finally returning as Superman. Reprising his role. Yes, sort of. So he's reprising his... Well, he's playing the Kingdom Come version of Superman. Oh, so he's not playing the Superman from Superman Returns. Well, probably not. But there is a possibility, I guess, that Superman Returns, Superman could have turned into Into the Kingdom Kingdom Come Come, Superman. But at this rate, I'm just taking it as he's playing the Kingdom Come version. Uh, I don't think... I think Superman Returns is bad. I don't think Brandon Routh was bad. Yep. I think he's a pretty cool dude. Yes. I think he could pull off a really good Superman if he didn't have to act, oh, try and right. act like Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm happy to see him back. Yes. I think that's cool. Uh, I prefer him to apologies in advance, Tyler. <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, there's the monkey paw that comes with this is that it's going to be in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Ah, yes. And I've probably made my feelings on the you know, CW first clear. So. Regardless of that, Connor, look, it was fun to see John Wesley ship as the Flash, right? Well, I found it fun. It was, but yeah. man, you just know, you just goddamn know yeah. that they're going to kill Superman oh, yeah. and Supergirl's going to hold him in her arms. To do that <laughs> iconic cover and switch the roles. And the thing is, the people writing that show are going to think they're so smart for doing that yep. when we're all seeing it coming from a mile away. I want us to, if that ever does happen, when it happens, sorry. I will bet Connor, money that it will happen. We've got to take a freeze frame of that. We've got to post it up. We've got to tweet about it. You know, I don't know, just the fact that... I'd rather just ignore it. Just the, the fact that we kind of called it. No, I'm just I'm just annoyed because 
like look again you know if you like the cw verse that's fine for for the most mm-hmm. part right cw verse is like i'm cool with it it's just not for me sure you know but when they when they steal yes when they steal storylines from other characters and steal mm-hmm. villains mm-hmm. from other characters that's when i get really annoyed and it's yeah. mo- it's pretty much supergirl that does this yeah uh, that's fair. I mean, and where you're coming from, it's fair. That is fair. You, know, like, you can't... A CW fan, I think, can argue with you the fact that... I mean, that, for because... the girl who has everything, Red Daughter? <laughs> really? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. And then there's Cross on Infinite Earths, and they want to do... They want to have the DCEU in there as well, and it's like, well, what yeah. make... Like, Cross on Infinite Earths was every... Yeah. Like DC should be alright, and I, it's cool that they're trying to do that. Yeah. But why do the three knuckleheads, Green Arrow, the Flash, and Supergirl, like, I really hope they're not the center of it that everything depends on? Because a, it seems kind of arrogant mm. that their characters should be the center of everything ever. Right. And I don't think they're written that well. And b, like, they're knuckleheads. <laughs> like, uh, you know. Anyway. Um, yeah, look, if you like these shows, that's cool. I'm just, yeah. I no, need to vent this. <laughs> I, I, I know where you take umbrage, Connor, as well, because not only that, but they're pillaging from, um, how shall we say, an active source, like Superman. It's not like, you know, they're pinching stories from some D-tier character that you never will hear about anyway and, you know, will never make the light of day on, on the silver screen. Um, as you say, the, you know, they're the, the pinching Superman stories, which yeah. uh, isn't he one of the top? He is a, one of the top two, one of the top three, um, you know. He's and, in top ten sellers generally. Yeah, well, I mean, as ambassadors for DC uh, characters, yeah, yeah. he's, you know, and, and top, top ten top sellers. Two. Yeah, so why are they lifting those stories off, you know? Because well, then because they it's paint themselves. I know, but then they paint themselves into the corner then because... They've got, like, a bit of a golden goose, I think, with Superman. It's just a matter of time. Like, he's always going to come back. Because they're they not can't... doing it. Like, Warner Brothers is just not doing anything with them for some reason. Yeah. You know? like. But when the... they do, he's not going to have any more stories because they're all going to be, oh, wasn't this on Supergirl? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, you know, for God's sake, so Ben Affleck's Batman didn't take. It took mm. less than Henry Cavill's Superman. Yet we're still getting another Batman movie. Mm, well, it's Batman, and every isn't it? other yeah. movie under the sun, but Superman under the red like, sun. Yeah, red. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, the other thing is, like with this cross of the Earth, they want to make everything can. Like they want to, you know, they want to bring in the DCEU. They want to bring in everything, and they want to make it canon. Yeah. That's what bugs me as well. All these other things will now adhere to this CW canon. I mean, if you're, a, I don't think. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, you go. So if you were a non-Superman fan, but you really dug the DCEU or the DC universe, I reckon you'd be really, really happy with, with all this, right? All this crossover well, A lot of happening. people are super excited yeah, for yeah. it. Cause yeah, you, yeah. It's a crossover, isn't it? It's great. But I just, I think, yeah. like, I think the writing's just really bad on those shows. Like, we watched we watched Elseworlds, barely, yes. barely got through that. Um, oh, Batwoman's and- getting a series as well, right? I just I don't think the writing's good enough to do cross and infinite earths and mm. make everything canon according to them mm. by bringing in every character from everywhere. Like I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Again, which, if you like it, that's cool. <laughs> which I'm right and see. I'm just, no, I am venting my opinion. No, like, of course, uh, everyone's got different opinions, and if you like it, that's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, we're not. It's not a personal attack on people's it's tastes. Like, it's mostly not aimed at me, mm. but mm. they're trying to do all these things, and it's just like, ugh. yeah. Um, so it, it's it's the generation of monkey paws, man. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's back. Oh, Han <laughs> Solo. Oh God. Oh, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> What's happening over the Star Trek world? Anything like uh, um, scandalous? Isn't that yeah, maybe good? Yeah, I mean, everyone's just ignoring Discovery. Oh, okay. And Picard, uh, the people good? writing no? Picard are awful. Oh. Alex Kurtzman is the worst. He wrote, he co-wrote those J.J. Abrams movies. Uh, so oh. uh, it's good that Kirk's dead because they can't bring him back and ruin him. Um <laughs> So, yeah, but but with Star Trek, I guess it's kind of easy to ignore because I've been dealing with this crap for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's not, yeah. Oh. Sorry, that was my phone going off. Oh, um, no worries. I thought it was a Jurassic Park. It's a werewolf hell. Oh, um, is it? Okay. For American werewolf in London, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Anyway, uh, that's all the Superman news, so why don't we get to the issue? The issue in question. Up, 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 and and away. away! Superman and Supergirl streak through the galaxy towards a place where Woolworld lies in hiding. Unfortunately, they're too late. Mongol has already made off with the satellite. Cal feels discouraged, but Kara states perhaps Mongol can't be stopped now, but they'll certainly try. Supergirl uses her microscopic vision to find the trail of subatomic particles left behind by the satellite's exhaust. Upon figuring out Mongol is heading straight for the raid or galaxy, both cousins follow the trail. Superman and Supergirl finally spot Woolworld and get astounded. It's not only larger than a white dwarf star, but it is also able to withstand its gravitational pull. Both heroes decide to check the satellite out from far away using their telescopic vision. They look over the countless weapons dotting the planet's landscape, the mountain-sized missiles, the vast computer system forming the artificial planet's core, the mountain of wars and graves just outside the capital city, the command console, and finally, Mongol. Superman is beginning to think he shouldn't have gotten his cousin involved. But Supergirl's replies she's already involved, and it's time to pay Mongol a visit. Mongol walks into the control door. Woolworld's alarm system has been activated and he can guess who has triggered it. He sits on the command chair and puts on the headset which mind links him with Warworld. As Mongol gets ready to test his new weapon on the Kryptonian duo, he recalls how he was overthrown by his former subjects in the past and swears he'll not be defeated again. Superman and Supergirl are advancing on Warworld where Mongol starts shooting his massive missiles on them. Both cousins soon learn they can't take more than one hit of those weapons. Nonetheless, Superman figures out a way to win. Both Kryptonian heroes streak towards Warworld, forcing Mongol to launch more weapons. As they evade the macro laser beams and blast the humongous missiles from a safe distance, Superman explains his plan forcing Mongol to go all out. Reflection upon the graveyard spreading out of the city, he realised the war zone must have died one by one, and there's only one thing on that entire satellite capable of killing the war zones one at a time, 
the control helmet in the command console. Supergirl agrees the massive energy drain must be more than a mind can bear. As they talk, Mongol indeed feels the helmet control hurting his mind until he passes out. Warworld ceases fire and both cousins are breathing sighs of relief when the satellite resumes its attack, its defences now operating automatically. Superman comes up with a plan. While he keeps the satellite's defence systems focused on him, Supergirl flies out a great distance in space and pours on full speed, achieves a velocity greater than she has ever before and punches straight through Warworld, destroying and deactivating its computer core. She comes out on the other side and hurtles headlong into space, unable to stop herself. Superman bursts through the planet's surface straight after, reaches the core computer and programs the planet to destroy itself. He also intends to grab Mongol before getting out, but the alien dictator has somehow escaped. Superman flies off before Warworld explodes. Superman feels satisfied. The universe has been saved. Perhaps the Largus will rest in peace now, and perhaps John will someday forgive him. Right now, he faces another problem, though. What has happened to his cousin? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Uh... Right, so, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Sorry if my narration is subpar, my nose is blocked, so it's hard to talk, and all that ranting took it out of me as well. Oh. You're on, you're on fumes here. Yeah, you're gassing. You're the Zod. You're supposed to be ranting, not me. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I had my look. Can I just say briefly? I had my rant last night. I went to the footy, Connell. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if my my voice sounds a little different. I was a little hoarse this morning. <laughs> yeah. I had to shout my team to victory. They won, by the way. Go West Tigers. Anyway. Oh um, wow! Now you've just alienated <laughs> so many podcasts. <laughs> Um, but anyway, we're going to talk about next Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, rants aside, we uh, that was the synopsis for issue twenty-eight of the DC Comics presents. Yep. Uh, nice and detailed synopsis. Uh, so, guys, you didn't leave us feedback on who did the better synopsis last time. Uh, well, what actually, are you doing? Oh. I, I lied. The one did my mum. I asked my mum. And she said, you, you were the better narrator. Did she really? No, no. I don't, I don't. Oh. My mum doesn't listen to this. Oh, man. No, you got no. me excited for a second. <laughs> it's a guy of a new mum. Well, we Zodonians. We don't have parents. We came out of an egg. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, we came out of a gene pod or whatever. Yeah. I did too. Programmed to be not very efficient at a lot of things. But, uh, so the story is called, um, Warworld, mm-hmm. Superman and Supergirl. Uh, so it's DC Comics Presents, Volume 128, published December 1980. So the cover artists are Jim Starlin and Tatiana Wood, I believe is how you pronounce it. Uh, writer, Len Wayne, penciler, Jim Starlin, inker, Romeo Tungle, uh, colorist, Jerry Serpe, Letterers Ben Oda and editors Julia Swartz. Julie Swartz, uh, uh, sorry guys. Um, but yeah, uh, cover's good. Yeah, cover's good. Look, I, um, I'm i not a fan of Supergirl's costume here, Connor. What's going on? Don't ask, man. Supergirl went through some crazy costume really? changes. Like, yeah. Like uh, especially in the 70s. Yeah. And 80s. 
um, she's. It looks like she's wearing a. I don't know. Ruby man. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know. like I. I don't mind the emblem being on uh, one side of her. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, trying to put that differently. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing that gets me is the baggy arms. Yeah, yes, the baggy arms. Um, you can't see it on the cover, but she's got like a red neck. Oh, yeah, she's um, got a collar as well. Yeah. I think I, they're just hmm. trying to like make her... I think that's for the time stylish. I just don't think it's aged well. Yeah, I think they were trying to accentuate her cleavage, seriously, because, you know, I'm not a fan of that emblem being on the side there. I, I much prefer she has something similar to Superman's. Yeah. But I'm just trying to wonder why they did that. And it's. I think it's just trying to make yeah. her hip with the times. Yeah. You know? yeah, well, uh, yeah, maybe she was back in the times, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't think it's. Age. It doesn't bug me heaps. Uh, what, was, what really. Mm. Like. Okay, so I rant about Supergirl the show a lot. Yeah. Yes. And I rant about how I think Superman should be the last son of Krypton a lot. Yeah. But I don't actually mind Supergirl. Uh, I know. don't mind her as well. I think she's good. I think she's fine. I like her pre-crisis. I like her character arc. Yes. Uh, I think she really shines. I think her finest moments are in Christ on Infinite Earths. So does she come from the, the dad's side or the mum's side of Superman? No, she's his cousin. The cousin, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, like, so is it is it the mum's sister or well, mother? Well, Jor, the... Jor is the L. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so from the dad's side, right. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so her whole thing was uh, pretty ridiculous, actually. Um, <laughs> the whole thing is, so at this point anyway, it's not the current origin, but her city, Argo City, mm-hmm. uh, like it was there when Krypton blew up, but it got blown away from Krypton. Like the city survived yes. somehow. It's just like a chunk floating in space. Just, right. Fantastic. And then... A meteor shower destroyed the city, but as the meteor shower was doing that, they sent her off in a rocket to Superman. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Fate <laughs> worse than death. It it, it survived a, a planetary explosion, apocalypse, but just drifting in space just fine. And, and then, then later, a it... meteor shower comes <laughs> and destroys it. Like... <laughs> uh, you can't out you can't outrun destiny. I guess that's it. No. Uh, Rao yeah. or the gods are like, hey, yeah. is that a chunk of Krypton floating there? I thought yeah. we destroyed that. Yeah, let's go get it. Lock this down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the covers, I, I uh, enjoy the cover. I think yeah, it's, it's I think good. It's good. There's a, if anything, there's a little bit too much in it. Does that make sense? Did you get the sense of that? I don't get that sense. No. Like, it just seems filled with, I mean, they've got to put in a bit of Johnny Thunder at the top. They've got the DC Comics Presents. I've got Superman. I guess you Supergirl. don't need War World in the background. Mm. Oh, the images, yeah. I think just um, the the logos, the writing, and all that. It just it, it just seemed a bit crowded. The the yeah. artwork itself, War World, Mongol, Superman, mm. Supergirl. I think is great, but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think I guess biggest problem with this issue, I think you have this as well. Is Supergirl's just kind of bland. Like she's yeah. just kind of there. Yeah. And as I said, like, this is, you know, like, I like this era of Supergirl fine. I think she's fine. And uh, she's generally, when I've read her, she has generally been more interesting mm-hmm. than this. And she's had better back and forth with Clark because, you know, they're cousins. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, especially in this era, because Superman wasn't as close as Lois Lane and stuff in this era. Like, you know, right. Kara truly is Superman's only family. Mm-hmm. You know, the cancer dead, like, so their bond is very strong. Yeah. And they have some, you know, great dynamics together, but I don't really get that in this issue. He just called in, like, a heavy hitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and she did some things. She wasn't outclassed or anything. I mean, like, you know, having said that, you know, about her role, I mean, she's it's quite pivotal towards the end. And, yeah. and she does come up with the idea of following the subatomic particle trail, which kind of leads them, which is all good. I guess I'm just because, you know, while you were speaking there, Connor, as well, I was just flicking through the pages. I think also maybe, you know, and this is just me, really. It's, um, I think the point of difference between this and last issue is that, okay, we see a display of these Kryptonian powers and, and everything and, and their might, but it's more of a, um, a like a passive display. Uh, and look, there's nothing like wrong with that, but it didn't really get me excited what they were doing. You know, they, they were on the trail. They were looking mm. for stuff. Okay, I, I get it. There's a, there's a huge missile that comes towards Superman. That was quite cool to see whether, you know, there's a little bit of tension there, whether he will... We know he will, whether he'll survive it or not, because it's quite big. But he didn't get hit by it, though. Because um, at the last second, he dived out of the way. He dived out of the way. This he, is going to kill me. <laughs> and, and he was pretty groggy, like even from diving out of the way as well. Yeah. So, and then, and, get, yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're kind of, and then they flee the two missiles coming. Um, yeah, I, I think I found more interest in, say, Mongols' origin and, and, stuff like that but this kind of sleuthing that they do um yeah i don't know i just didn't find the action as as satisfying i I like how it shows them using their brains yeah yeah uh but compared to last issue which you know was a real powerhouse of character moments Mm, and mm. uh, moral dilemmas yeah uh yeah like mongol mongol definitely had the most interesting stuff here yeah uh, his backstory was quite humorous because you know <laughs> yeah. he gets overthrown, and then like a guy who's just as bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the artwork's still top notch, though. Artwork I like. I really uh, like, the artwork. like there's so it's, like yeah. that um, space just looks great, doesn't it? It, it does. Makes you want to be there. <laughs> Page seven, that panel Page of seven. Mongol using his using the war world thing and spying on. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that panel is really great. It's almost as if he's reached, um, like, cosmic awareness. Yeah. Which is cool. And I, I like how, I just noticed that this time, he looks like he's getting older through the panels. Uh, it's very subtle, but as he's okay. using the thing. Yeah, I didn't pick that up, but, yeah, I can see it. I can see it now, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, he does definitely look a bit more war uh, weary. Um, and I, I like the on. twist on War World as well, that... Um, what killed off all the war zones is that it kills you commanding this giant station. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Again, how they came about to this, like how how they discovered this, um, I think is a bit like how, how did they, <laughs> like you know? Um, How'd they explain it? They, they kind of figured it out. There's a four panels here, uh, like the death of us. Like Supergirl explains, oh look, you know this will be the death of us both. And that clicks in Superman. Uh, of course. That's Superman, got to be it. Yeah. Superman <laughs> figures it out, but he doesn't explain how he figures yeah. it out. Maybe but, he's super reasoning in his head. Well, I just quick. guessed that he 
like he was spying on Mongols, so I'm just guessing that he saw the strain. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. Anyway. But how does he know that that's what killed the rest of the war zone? Like, like, well, I guess that's just a guess, really. Yeah, yeah it's a not deduction. That's a big assumption there, and we can't. I think assume. it's more putting two and two together, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, there um, are hundreds of reasons why the war zone would have gone right. I mean, but yeah. they're saying that there's only there's only one thing on that. On I that guess world. Superman has more experience in cosmic shenanigans. Yeah, than exactly. Me, so. Oh, I know. Um, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, anyway, I, I mean, that's a I small... didn't take issue with that, but yeah. I can see that nitpick. But, you know, we, I see this a lot more in these, you know, this age of comics. And again, I think you mentioned in one of the episodes previous as well, like, you know, these are the small things. You just take it for what it is because it's the way things are written, right? And yeah. You don't don't get caught up, don't get hung up too much on it. But anyway, it, it still presents itself to me. I don't know, but, but I mean, it didn't really, you know, detract too much. Mm. Mm. So uh, I like the missile that's the size of like a city. Yeah, that's impressive. Like, it's really big. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> and when it when it blows up, it just destroys like planetoids in the galaxy. Yeah, oh. yeah, and it's like yeah. Yeah, this is a very in terms of scale. This is huge. Yes. Yeah. But uh... I guess also as well. Sorry, kind of just going back to Mongol and the the control device that he's got on his head. You know that that's what ultimately defeats him. Yeah. Um. I I would have you know I would have you know wished that Superman and Supergirl went toe to toe with the. I know we saw that with Martian Manhunter, and uh, and Superman. Go up against Mongol in in a way. Did they actually fight? No, Mongol? I don't well, think they did. Did they? Uh, no, actually, no. Superman was reasoning with him because he had the his friends in the cube. That's right. But um, yeah. Oh, but Martian Manhunter did a bit of a sneak attack. Oh, he he did sneak attacked it to save the friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, they they haven't actually. Oh, so I, which is pretty odd considering this is Mongol Super debut and they yes. never actually fight him. Yeah. And he's such a, you know, um, large fellow, I, physical presence. I think the way he's defeated is good, though. And I like, it's pretty gruesome as well. You see the blood coming out of his mouth and stuff. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just thought that was his saliva. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it looks like he's in the electric chair, really. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It looks like, um, what's his name? Mitch Pelleggi from... Uh... <laughs> the X-Files. X-Files. What did he yeah. do? He did that horror. Um, he was the guy. He was the main guy in the horror film. The, the uh, guy I got... don't think I've seen it. No? Oh, he was uh, He was the main guy that got gets electrocuted and comes back to life and kills everyone. Anyway. Um, good yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no. Um, Mongol, it is good. It is good. And then they've still got their work cut out for them. They've got to destroy War World as well. Yeah. So that was... Um, and they was, do, which was yeah. surprising. And that was cool. I love seeing Supergirl just freaking take a huge run up. <laughs> and, uh, that that was impressive. Yeah, like she really great. had the chutzpah because she's yeah. like, if I'm not going fast enough, I'm just going to splatter. Yeah, so she's, um, she's got to make sure she reaches that kind of peak velocity. Like I think it's the fastest she's ever gone, and she just no hesitation goes through this solid yeah. like space object, and goes so fast that she's missing now. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's hope that she didn't splatter. This is the size of a small, like the size of a moon, right? It's called War World, but really, what yeah. Well, it's bigger it? than a white dwarf. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, um, but I'm sure that that's pretty big. 
I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to know mm-hmm. how big that would be, but I don't anymore. Um, I, I know post crisis, it's the size of like a moon. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, but still, to go through the whole thing, that's pretty damn good. Oh uh, yeah. Who came up with this plan? Superman, didn't he? He certainly knew who. Yeah, to, Superman uh, came up with the plan. Yeah, certainly knew who drew the shortest straw there to. Uh, to enact the plan, um, but you know he does his his best as well to to go into the center, destroy the the. Uh, yeah. the doesn't cons. find Mongol. Doesn't find Mongol. Yeah, so he. Um, which is good because we want Mongol to live, right? Yes. Well, um, many future adventures with him. Mongol does come back, and yes. his next story is called A Universe Torn Asunder. But yes. that's not the next issue. But oh. That is his next appearance. So. Yes. Uh, I scroll down a bit and I see him just with underpants on. Something Lovely. I never thought I would see. But, uh, Mongol. Going a bit yeah. cash. A bit casual. Uh, BK <laughs> Mongol. Yeah. Don't you find on the cover his brows exceptionally large? Yes. <laughs> and I have no problem with it whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no. Me too as well. Uh, they make his eyes look all the more evil. Um, yeah. He's great. I've, I've got a, I've got the um, the Superman Mongol digital trade i'm going to read more of it mongol he intrigues me fascinates mm. me yeah so yeah i mean this is this is definitely larger in scale than the previous issue it um, is it is but i still prefer the previous issue yeah me too me too. but i still really enjoyed this issue so yeah you know. yeah i enjoyed it as well i mean and flicking through it again getting reacquainted with mongols you know origin and stuff it is yeah. quite nice it's just a different sort of action i guess that was it a different sort of action i guess I guess ultimately, Supergirl kind of lets the story down. Yeah, um, like she's the only weak point I think for me in this story is she's just kind of there to I don't know, just to be like a weapon Superman can use. I True. guess. Sure. Well, and and to be the. I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't contribute. She does. She, well, she does. Oh, him, but she just doesn't. Maybe it's because it starts off and she's just there already. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, wouldn't have this story have made more sense if he brought Martian Manhunter instead? I know, because what is he... Um... Like, he's not as powerful, but sure, they could have found something for him to do. It would have felt more like a continuation. Yeah. So he wrote... Direct- he ropes her in in between the issues because he mentions yeah. he's got to get... And yeah, we, we just take for the fact that she's just come along and... Uh... Yeah, I think that's I mean, probably a short what. Trip for Superman, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what. There's, there's just this sense of. Because she doesn't have missing. a stake in it yeah. aside from, oh, my cousin told me to come yeah. beat up this weird grapefruit exactly. guy. Uh, Russian Manhunter had that the stakes of, of does, know, protecting yeah. that that crypt. Um, she's just here to you know. Like Superman has personal beef with him as well. It's Superman's mess. Martian yes. Manhunter's tasked to. You yep, know, exactly. just like, oh, my cousin wants me to fight this maniac. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess they do. I think Len Wein just glosses over that that fact. But, you know, uh, again, he'd, he'd make sure that she's not entirely just superfluous. So she does... No, she does stuff. She like does stuff. She, she suggests stuff and, and she actually, you know, in the last bit's quite instrumental. Uh, and, and she she projects the story into the next issue as well. So yeah, she finds a lot of clues out before Superman. Yeah. As yeah. well. I guess maybe that's also it as well. Maybe cause they're so, I uh, probably sound silly kind of, maybe they're so amicable like together. 
Like, you know, there's no tension. Martian Manhunter, Superman had a bit of tension uh, with, I, with these team-ups. That, that's what I mean. It's yeah, like, because yeah. as I said before, they have they usually have really good back and forth because they're so yeah. close together. Mm. And here they're just... Right, okay, yeah, even, yeah. It just... Here it feels like we've jumped in part two of a story with them, yeah. if that makes sense, in yes. terms of where their characters are. Yeah, you know? it just seems like something's missing. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as you say, the art is great. Uh, we get more Mongol. We get to see where he's coming from. What do you think of that Mongol um, usurper? Uh, does he have a name? Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, this is. I looked into it. I looked at my Superman encyclopedia. I looked online. I couldn't hol- find him anywhere else but the this holy, issue. Okay, the holy man. Yeah. Don't see too much of him. He's a bit. Uh, lean. It's cool though. He's cool. I'd like to see a bit more investigation. Yeah, he's like this. He's this really thin. Yep. version of their race but he and he has really big eyebrows and i love that he's sort of some religious prophet yeah who is like living in the mountains and he's yeah. some ancient being and then he oh. takes over and he's like a ruthless dictator it's such a this is great yeah this is great i mean this a it's like angle. really nice world building um, yeah and it's very he's very different from mongol as well he's not just a carbon copy and they don't uh, use them again, from no. what I saw. So, writers, yeah, any, I mean, any writers listening out there? DC, yeah. hire me. Yeah. I got ideas, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're bringing this guy back. <laughs> this guy, I can see he's got you know he's got that staff. I can see him. There's a concealed sword in there or something. <laughs> you know, it's Dead Evil's cane. Dead Dead oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, right. he's got like four billy clubs in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it has a you know Len Wayne. He's you know he knows he's good, you know he's he, good. Yeah, Red Swamp thing. You know, There's enough so. in here to you know to keep all the, the parts moving and, and chugging along. Um, you know, of course, some suspension of disbelief, but you know, that comes with the territory. Uh, but yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Len Len Wayne is a surprisingly good fit for Superman. Hmm. Because he doesn't really usually do that sort of stuff. Okay. Well, I mean, you look at his creations and stuff, and they're quite different. They're horror based, or, or yeah, or like um, a bit less cosmic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not so boy scouty. Yes. So, I mean, you know, Wolverine. Lord characters. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest ones. Yeah. Snicked, bub. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so, and we, we have the backup story here as well. Yeah, Johnny Thunder, what did you think of this, Connor? Well, we'll, we'll read this one oh, first, I think. Okay. Now we can focus on Johnny Thunder. Uh, okay. oh, I like the mention of Brainiac's shrink ray. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Yes. It made me chuckle because he's talking about a facial kind of weapon. It's like Brainiac's shrink ray. And we were talking about shrinking rays last episode. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, it just seems to be a common thread that pops up around this era. Yeah. So. Glorious. Uh, all right. Do you want to give ratings? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. I went last time first, so you go first this time. Uh, what did oh, I gave it eight, didn't I? We gave it eight. Yeah. Uh, I'd give this a... I'd give this a seven. Seven out of ten. Um, uh, so, it, you know, once it surpasses the six or six and a half, you know, you're talking about comfortably enjoyable. Um, but obviously not not the heady heights yet of an eight an eight and a half, or dare mm-hmm. I say a nine. So yeah, it, it's um, good. The art obviously very very consistent, very solid artwork. 
uh, storytelling was fun, but yeah, I just, that main thing, I just felt something was missing, and I think Connor and I have pinpointed it, for me at least, and that was uh, this thing with Supergirl, and how she b- plays off Superman, and how she's just kind of there, yeah. uh, it just needed a bit bit more something to, to kind of round that off, to make her appearance uh, and their actions together a lot more uh, rounded, I guess. So yeah, about, about a seven out of ten. How about yourself, okay. Connor L? Um, I'm probably gonna go. I was gonna give it six point five, but then I saw that panel with Mongol using the <laughs> things. So I'll give it a seven as well. Seven, yeah. Uh, pretty much the same opinion as you. Yeah. Uh, I love space. The artwork is just phenomenal with space and stuff. Mm. Uh, Supergirl seemed a bit less detailed sometimes, mm-hmm. which was a bit unusual compared to the other, all the other characters. And yeah. I didn't really have to spend my disbelief because I bought it all. Yeah. Um, I didn't. But, uh, you know, it rounds out to about the same yeah. rating as you, really. And, and, uh, and, and Connor, as well, you know, you can't say, though, that this second part as well is any less cosmic than the first. This is great. We we, we got more oh, of Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, um, we got more of Mongol's origin. We got more, you know, interplanetary stuff. So uh, it was all there for a cosmic tale. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was definitely super cosmic. Um, it's yeah. just the... Pre, I guess the previous one was more mysterious, mm. more character-driven, yep. moral choices, conflict. This one was just full-on, you know, smat, you know, smash missiles, yeah, workout plan, confrontation. Uh, but I think one of the highlights is definitely Mongol himself. In yes. fact, Mongol himself is the highlight. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say especially so. his backstory with that crazy priest dude. Yeah. Um, you could even dare I say aesthetically, just his, the colours for Mongol. Mm. He just he just pops out, doesn't he? Compared to everything like, else. You think I want to make a purple and yellow alien? Yeah. Like, that's a stupid idea. But then you see Mongol. He you looks good. Him? He looks good oh. with, with the chicken legs. It's fantastic. Chicken legs. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Now, now I'm going to look at his legs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Mongol skipping leg day. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So uh, um yeah. Hmm. Definitely worth uh, a check out. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you read the first part, you got to read this part oh, yeah. too. So, uh, but like, I just want to talk about Mongol for a second. Sure. Which is one of our favorite topics, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't brought up any Thanos whatsoever. Because everyone else I've talked to looks at Mongol and they just say to me, Thanos. Oh, but really? First oh. colors. Yeah. No. Oh, actually, wow. I didn't know. I, I see them as two distinct um, beings. I mean... Probably because you know who both characters are and they're obviously completely different. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that's, I mean, from what I've seen from Mongol, um, from the stories that we've read, yeah, very, very different. Um, he, he seems actually, and maybe because of my knowledge base, more mysterious as well. Like we haven't actually seen, like we know he's powerful, but he doesn't, I can't really pinpoint what, what he can and can't do. Mm. Um, he's very wily. He always escapes. So that's uh, really loving yeah. that. And uh, and the fact that, you know, the little touch with the, what is it, the man that has everything, um, with the little plant. Yeah, can't wait till we get to that. That's, that's pretty cool. Good. And, yeah, exactly. I don't know, just, yeah, I've never considered him Thanos. I guess I guess I show people and it's just more of a surface appearance thing because they haven't read much Mongol and they just think, oh, yeah. Stark's like that. The big brow, nice. the big chin. Yeah. 
all that no, sort of thing. Thanos is a crazy person who worships death. Well, <laughs> not worships death. He loves death. He loves death, yeah. Fortunately, death loves Deadpool. So, <laughs> yes. you know, you're out of it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually uh, been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yes. And oh, awesome. they actually reference that uh, Deadpool's like uh, in the final fight with you know, well, in a fight with Thanos, you know, Deadpool's saying, man, you know, death loves me, right? And I thought, <laughs> I thought that was really nice because I don't think that part of Deadpool's acknowledged that much lately. Oh, I'm not sure. Be. I'm not up to date. But, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not up to date as well. Last I heard he was in love with, um, she's the queen of the monsters. Like, yeah. She got married I mean, to, yeah. Deadpool's in love with a lot of people. You have mm. Siren, uh, my Siren? personal favorite. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, she was a huge part of uh, Deadpool history, uh, but she oh, hasn't wow. really popped up in a long time. Has Deadpool and Thanos um, fought uh, over death? No. No. That fight wouldn't last long. Thanos peed on Deadpool's grave oh. to make him, to curse him with immortality so he couldn't die. <laughs> okay. So if he couldn't die, he couldn't be with death. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Cool. So that was funny. Did That's you not funny. know that Deadpool. And Siren were a big thing. Even in the old X-Wars comics, they uh, always had adventures together and stuff. Oh, but... no, because I know Siren from X-Factor. Uh, I... X-Factor is what I meant, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, I can't recall. It's been ages since I've read it, but I've got the, I've got the collections. Um, I mean, he was just one of Siren's many romantic interests. Because Siren, Siren fell pregnant to, to one of my favourites, Multiple Man. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, and the... I've, always, I've always been... I've always been on Team Wade, and I'm just like, man. You <laughs> well, you know what happened She gets there. with multiple men, not Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Isn't she dead or something now? No, I mean, just with the, the child. It was terrible. Absolutely. Was it a multiple child? It was, it was no, it, well, it was, it was his child. So the day it was born, so she carried it around for nine months. The day it was born, I think it was a he, I can't, you know, I just can't remember. Uh, he, he went to hug it, and he absorbed it. And that was <laughs> the end of the baby. Yeah. That's, it's horrible, but it's kind of that funny. Isn't, it is, but isn't that? I mean, like, because it is. It's. I mean, it's superpowers. Like, it's ever going to happen? But just the the mere the mere principle of it. It's just terrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, so, yeah. Oh. yeah. He didn't know oh. he could do that. Obviously, it just happened automatically. No, Daddy would have deliberately done it. No. Um, <laughs> I think. I think the most recent time Deadpool and Siren interacted was just like a random one night stand. Which oh, is okay. very, very strange, but yeah, yeah. Um, the more you know. I Who guess. else is into Deadpool? Oh, Deadpool's currently well. The comics I read, um, he's into, or actually, she's into him. Uh, God, what's that? One of Domino's hot shots. Um, I think it's Diamondback. I think Diamondback likes him. Oh, like Captain America, Diamondback. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. written, yeah, written in that series. Yeah. I think Deadpool's other big copycat. Vanessa, she's oh. like bigger. Well, was the biggest one until Sabretooth killed her. Oh, um, yes, yeah, you know, lovely, good stuff. Sabretooth, you monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and uh, uh, who's someone else? Typhoid? No, no. Typhoid Mary? Oh, no, she used it. It is um. Oh, uh, nah. You, you probably read a whole lot more Deadpool. I I read every single Deadpool issue and appearance uh, up to the end of Daniel Way's run, which yeah. was absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah, and then I read like that. 
uh, person in Dugan's run. So I've read every Deadpool thing ever up to 2011, 2013. Mm, okay. wow. And then I read Deadpool's big run in yeah. 2013, um, which was really fantastic. And I haven't read the sequel run yet because I haven't gotten around to it. So. Ah. Yeah, I read the um, Jerry Duggan run. That's, that's pretty good. It is. It gets really horrific sometimes. Oh, it does. Uh, It does. Which is like the best. That's how you do Deadpool. Yeah. It has to go really dark. Otherwise, it's just not. And how cool is Madcap? I love him as a villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's just awesome. (laughs) He's a great foil to Deadpool, actually, because he's Mm. terrifying. Anyway. Anywho. Yes, enough about Deadpool and Superman. Two very different, different (laughs) characters. Um, but uh, oh yeah, Thanos. Yeah, yeah, Thanos death. I get it. I get the yeah, link. Yeah, yeah. We we got the link. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, yes. So let's move on to this backup story, Johnny Thunder. Whatever happened to Johnny Thunder? Yeah. So he was some. He was a character that was like in the Western boom mm-hmm. with DC in the forties and fifties, and this seems to be a cap off to his story. Certainly does. Um, it was. Yeah, it's fine. I it was it. fun. Actually, I, I I was getting ready to, you know, I was preparing myself to be bored witless because, you know, after Congorilla. Um, this was much better than Congorilla. It was, it was, wasn't it? So I was it was thinking, a nice little basic Western story. Yeah, it's a Western. And so immediately uh, once it was, a, yeah, and it was just, you know, good-hearted Western about um, two protagonists who, concealing the identity from each other, they end up becoming... Husband and wife, um, yeah, a bit a nice little nice little romp with um, Silk Black. I reckon his name would have been better if it was Black Silk. Seriously, but anyway, yeah, Silk Black it just doesn't roll off the tongue. But you know, other than that, uh, it was great and had a nice little shootout. Yeah, so uh, the whole thing is like they, because she's kind of like a the the yes. woman, Madam Forty Four. She's Madam like 44. a vigilante, mm-hmm. and. Johnny Thunder, he's like a sheriff's deputy or yeah. something. But but well, he his um, civilian identity is yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're kind of at odds with each other, yeah. and then she falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he saves her from drowning, and knows very advanced uh, CPR techniques for the 1800s. But anyway, <laughs> exactly. um, <laughs> maybe he just wanted to kiss her. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, no, well, you know, hey, it, it worked. It does, um, yeah. and um, then they kill. <laughs> Silver Silk black. black. Uh, yeah. Wait for In the fact, cra- yeah. Wait for the crack of lightning to to light him up, and then I yeah. think she kills him. Yeah, she's a crack oh, wait, shot. No. She gets him right. Oh, now Johnny. Now, well, no, no, they, Johnny does. She calls her out. Oh, the rifle shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's she takes Agar off him. She's the bait. So yeah. she's like, "Hey, look at me!" And he shoots her. Yeah, but then they get married, and it's they're nice. te- yeah, they're telling this this uh, tale Story to their, their kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a very wholesome, you know, Western. Much better than Congorilla. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, it's um, as well as you mentioned at the beginning of this, it's a, um, a hark back to the old comics and the old style. So similar to Congorilla, it's kind of looking at this, you know. And it's good that they're tying off these characters that got cancelled, mm, yeah, and stuff. You know that they're just adding closure for fans. That is, yeah, that's um, good. And you know, this is this is a happy ending. For the fans, as well. yes. I'm pretty sure he pops up in Christ on Infinite Earths. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, like everyone does. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Might even be for a panel, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was good. I like the action. They all fell off the cliff. 
That was pretty, um, and the, oh, I loved the shootout. The shootout was pretty nice. Uh, that actually drew me into the whole Western vibe. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I have a penchant for Westerns as yeah, well. I mean, yeah. It was nice to see yeah. some good old cops and robbers sort of. Yeah, exactly. It's just something just very charming about the very simple kind of, yeah. well, they, they were the comic books, weren't they? They were the comic book heroes of the day. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Westerns were huge at one point. Mm. Uh, I think it was after the war. Yeah. Yeah. Needed something to to cheer on. Yeah, because the war was over, and so people were less interested in war comics. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think they took superheroes seriously either. But mm-hmm. the westerns were like a real niche. And if you look at history and cinema, like westerns boomed yes. in fifties and sixties and stuff. So the so the, many westerns. Yeah, exactly. The link with the the cinema would have helped the comics no end. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, nineteen eighty westerns aren't. No, no. Absolutely. So no, it was good that, yeah. I mean, I do. I don't know how successful these were, like these backup stories, harking back to the old, old style comics. But um, look at reading them now, in two thousand nineteen, it is it is quite fun to read as a backup, except for Congorilla, of course. Yes. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> Sorry, Con. Sorry. I like I like Congorilla as a character. It's a pretty awesome concept. It's a good concept. Um, yeah, it is. But that issue in particular sucked. Oh, that was a drag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a drag. Yeah. Anyway, so apologies to the writer, whoever that was. But uh, so I guess weaker main story, but much better backup story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. So, Even down. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, we will be finishing off what turns out to be kind of a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, not because Supergirl's missing, but because who's helping Superman look for Supergirl? Ooh. None other than the Spectre. The another creation. Yes. DC Spirit of Vengeance. Yes. Um, another creation by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, but a completely different creation, a much more violent creation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very interested too, because look, um, I haven't spoiled anything for myself here. I, I, I'm only familiar with, I guess, the modern look of the Spectre. I don't know how he'll look in 1980. This will be exciting to see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Um, quite keen. From what I, whenever I've seen the Spectre, he hasn't disappointed. Excellent. So, you know, excellent. Uh, a lot of blood on his hands. Yeah, apparently, uh, he got like a revival, and I think it was the seventies or something, and it was just so violent that they cancelled yes. it. <laughs> I'm beginning to like him all the more. Yeah, Spectre. Does he have an avatar? Like who? Uh, so the Spectre, the Spirit of Vengeance, possesses like a human. Yep. Because otherwise, it has no sense of. Right. Justice or anything. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Oh. Similar to Ghost Rider. Um, yes. And Jim Corrigan got killed. He got, like, buried in cement or something by thugs, and the spirit of vengeance, like, melded with him. And uh, The DCEU should make a film about this. This would be good. It would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or, or there even is, a TV show. Yeah. There is a 10-minute um, animated short about the Spectre. That's right. You told, you, you Maybe got we should showcase. cover that as yes. well next uh, episode. Oh, do you, you want know? to do it on top of uh, this one, issue 29? Why not? Yeah, why not, right? Make it a little Spectre special. Um, Spectacular. Yes. <laughs> oh, the puns. Yes. Extra, whatever happened to... Hmm. I wonder who that will be next issue. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, is that yeah. um, a backup to... I'm not doing... sure who's if, who's who it's going to be next time. Well, it could be another, yeah, classic character. Who knows? Ooh, Whatever happened. Oh, no, there we go. Yeah, we've got it, right? 
Do you got? Oh, you got... Have you seen the cover for next issue? No, I haven't. I'm not spoiling myself. Uh, I'm I'm spoiling the crap out of you myself. You can see Doctor Midnight, can you? Yes. Oh. I wonder if it's the same Midnight as the DC current Midnight. Okay, people... they have a Midnight. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um. Anyway, so that was the issue. That was the episode. Sorry about all the ranting at the start, but I just had to get it off my chest, guys. Love the ranting. Come on, listen. I know you love the ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. Are we straying off course? Is our asteroid, um, you know, hurtling towards the wrong... The Marvel steroid uh, <laughs> <laughs> discussion. Yes. It was very important and super-related. Uh, yeah, if, if you um, if you feel that we are and we need to be on course, just drop us a line. Let us know. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, iTunes not, rating would be even better as well. Yes. And rate us on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. yeah. Really, that'd be really good, really helpful. But and anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. I'm sorry, Connor, I, I've uh, hijacked the ending here. Um, any, uh, yeah. No, go nuts. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was it. So we're looking forward to next um, next issue, which will be in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And we do have a listener request after that, which yeah. is Superman and Swamp Thing. Oh, another... Just another DC Comics Presents, and it's written by Alan Moore as well. Yeah. So so another little kind of special. So we've got the Spectre, a little bit yep. of Spectre-Acula coming up, and we'll have the Swamp Thing, Acula, coming up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Excellent. So until next time... Uh, you know, don't just stay away from giant yellow and purple space monsters. Exactly. And if you are going to crash through something and come out the other side, make sure you hit top speed, otherwise you might just splat. And also stop after you've crashed through. Oh, yeah, that, that helps as well, <laughs> unless you want yeah. another issue. <laughs> yes. All right. Alrighty. I'm going to fly away. See, I'm going to hurtle away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, Thank you, everyone, for listening.